Well, what is going on, everybody? This is the Iron Man Podcast, episode 105, with Jared Luis from uh, Comics League, actually, his YouTube channel. Awesome guy. Met him a couple years back. Been friends for a pretty for a pretty good minute here. How you been doing, man? It's been a How minute. How you doing? It's been a long time, I know. Yeah, ever since yeah, we did the Power Rangers stream uh, after Jason David Frank passed away, which, you know, come earlier this year, he would have been 50 years old seeing as what happened mm-hmm. <laughs> so for anyone who's obviously this is gonna be your first actual solo one-on-one on the channel so would you let tell the audience something about yourself that you would like them to know right out the gate well that i'm very positive about Zack snyder you guys should know that f- f- uh, beforehand <laughs> uh, msk n- knows <laughs> this so there you go yeah okay so you also are a huge fan of comic books and you're just a fan of this stuff in general you know? As you can see behind me, yes, that's correct. And, and you know that I obviously hate and loathe what DC did to Batman Hush. That's that that that's just criminal. Don't right even there. get me started on what they did with that anime. Like like, like like people mention how badly they treated did the Killing Joke, and I know I know I do agree with that. Killing Joke they did. treated like shit too. But at least Killing Joke, at least you got. When when it got to the actual like half that potatoes, movie, the yeah. the part of that movie that dealt with the actual graphic novel, no, that was good. The yeah, you part. actually got to the meat and potatoes of the movie. It's like it's like not saying it's great, but at least you get that. You don't get like the Joker revealing, "Hey, I'm actually Killer Croc." Like, fuck. <laughs> well, the cool part about Hush that I did like is that, is that they did make an effort to like recreate comic panels, like mm-hmm. when Batman is kissing Catwoman. They recreate mm-hmm. that famous image from the yeah. uh, for, from the comic. So I at least appreciated that. It's just the Riddler thing. I remember watching that movie and I'm flipping through the graphic novel and I'm like. When did that happen? I'll just because you know it's um Elliot or no Thomas Elliot yeah, Thomas Elliot and you know it's Thomas Elliot mm-hmm. and then and you have the interview the next day because everyone was giving it so much backlash as they should have because mm-hmm. that's just not how you treat a comic book property. They're like, <laughs> okay. well, we had to change it because you already knew how the story went. All right, well, that's just well. Then why are you adapting? A st- then why are you adapting Hush? That's the question. That's <laughs> that's the real question we should be asking right about now. Yeah, and people were asking me, why are you so mad? It's like, we, you're not? Like, what? That's like one of the, weren't mad. <laughs> that's one of the most iconic Batman stories of all time, and you butcher it. Right, and it's another thing that, that I understand you, ha- you, you can't have everything, but if mm-hmm. you can't even have the main villain be a part of your story, why are you even adapting this book? Uh, yeah, exactly. And with me, when it comes to adaptations, I'm generally like, as long as they get the general spirit of the graphic novel, right, I'm yeah. fine. But they didn't. The minute it becomes a, the the Riddler, that undermines the entire freaking movie, dude. Oh, they forgot another huge part in the book where it, it's not like a huge part, but it, it hits you right in the fields when I, I was when it, Thomas or Hush had Clayface. Uh, do the whole Jason Todd Jason. thing. Yeah. Except it turns out that Batman did fight Jason Todd and that he was actually yeah. fighting Jason Todd. So what happened is that when Batman was like knocked backwards, Jason and Clayface switched places. God, man, just so much great stuff they just left out. And I'm sitting thinking to myself, what's the point of adapting books like that if you're just going to not even go fully through with the full concept? Like the Flash movie. I'm pretty sure you saw the Flash movie, right? Yep. They had the main concept, but then it's like a soup. And then you have the mate that you just have the liquid of the soup, and you have no no vegetables or nothing in there. Fun That's fact. what the flash movie was. <laughs> the, originally, at the end of the of Snyder's five movie arc, he was going to end with legit Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm like, <sighs> but the th- it, 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 do you know what's a, a great example of uh, a good a, um, adapted comic? Justice League: New Frontier. I don't want. I never. I don't think I ever watched that one. Actually, they legit panels from the movie. I mean, from the book are used in the movie. Oh, I forgot. Zack Snyder. He has big credit for Watchmen to when doing that. As Watchmen, well. which is pretty close. He gets the general concept of like Dark Knight Returns with like in BBS mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Ultimate Edition, mm-hmm. and he gets the idea of like the because. ZSJL is pretty much the first arc of Justice League from the new 52. So he, as long as they get like the general concept, Darkseid invades, the Justice League has to respond. Okay, I'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty understanding of that. Because mm-hmm. yeah, as I tell people, not everything is going to be able to translate well. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like the the the, the new thing of like Aquaman gonna be potentially losing his baby. The yeah, baby. And, and, <laughs> but do you know what's crazy, man? Mm. I I might have a hot take with that. People that hasn't heard because I, I I haven't got a chance to do my solo videos enough. Like I I was mm. once doing because I got sick really bad. People always say they want that stuff in these movies. They say they should go dark and take these dark tones. But when they actually get presented with them, they give them so much backlash that they don't want to go through with them. Like, that was a big well, point for Aquaman. That's one of the biggest things people even know about Aquaman, yeah. despite not really liking his or knowing his character all that much, is he lost his baby to Black Manta. Oh, dude, comic book Twitter is the biggest hypocritical place I have ever, ever, ever mm -hmm scene and the thing These is people like we're arguing with me about the mm -hmm. flash for me saying you don't need the reverse flash in his first movie so you don't need his most pivotal villain that makes him who you he don't is. need his lex luther i'm like for his what <laughs> Good uh, so Lord. <laughs> it's so, so the thing about it by the way they didn't a cbr did, did an article talk about how oh, like blank loves <laughs> comics articles but the, they did an article saying about how, how those blank loves comics like mm -hmm. Like Joe Schmo loves comics accounts. They actually don't read the comics. They're just put just posting random panels and acting like authorities on comic books. Just by the way, I have caught them and stuff, and I'm like, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's taken out of context, that's wrong. Yeah. That's wrong. Do you remember when they did that article about problems in comic books? And it's not like they didn't highlight problems that didn't exist. It was that they were offering counterintuitive solutions that would make the industry worse. So, like, remember mm -hmm. it was a recent article where they're talking about the digital front of it i'm like wait a minute you want comic books to succeed and people to pay for them but you are telling people to go buy the apps for marvel and dc to read the books which would inherently hurt the sales because you're not buying the product physically well because what, what had happened is that in 2012 uh D when dc relaunched with the new 52 they experimented mm -hmm. with day and date releases on digital and what they that. found mm -hmm. What they found is that it actually they actually grew together because what you saw is that people that didn't live near a comic book store were able to get the yeah. books and people that could. So th there's a way to build them together. It's just for hmm. it's just a lot of people, a lot of doom and gloomers are saying that oh my gosh, one's gonna outsell the other. Not not necessarily. Yeah, and I do think people will always naturally gravitate to the physical product overall because here's the thing about about comics it's a collectible it's not just like a regular book right it's a collectible mm -hmm. it's like i got stuff it's, it's like everyone has like bags and boards of stuff so tony how you doing man yeah yeah jared came back like my dad he said he was gonna be gone <laughs> for a long time and he came back and it's just weird because cbr like some articles they put out are not that bad but mm -hmm. most of them are full of shit we're going through mm -hmm. this article and i'm sitting there going like these guys are just idiots you guys are just actually full of shit because they would advocate for one big point, but then it immediately counterintuitively wreck their other point. You can't be like, hey, people should be buying more books, but then pay for a subscription on an app, and which means you're not going to stores to give them that money, which they need to keep on their lights and their customers and yeah. you know, all that stuff. It's just completely stupid. Like I understand, like before, if someone legitimately can't have a way to get to a store and can't have that, that's a good thing. That's a good thing, but mm -hmm. that shouldn't be your main front. No, leading seller no, no. because no. as people know if that is your leading front seller then there's no reason to have a person go out and buy a book though you know it's the same yeah. problem with streaming why would people inherently want to go to the theaters when they could sit at home on their ass and just watch movies from there the only aspect the movie theater has is you get to go out that's it yeah it's an experience yeah if you give people the cheaper option, like I said back when we first talked, they're always going to take the cheaper option. Why wouldn't they? Why mm -hmm. would they not take the cheaper option to read a book instead of going out to a comic book shop every Wednesday to get a book? Why would you if mm -hmm. you just read them right there? The only tangible you have is not physical. I, I got to have me some physical books. That's me too, me. Yeah. I, I can't do digital books. I'm good. What <laughs> Unless I do it's is still manga, which I've naturally read mm -hmm. digitally for a long time. What I do is I have all the apps and I use those as like a trial to see, do I, do I like this story before I actually go out and buy it? Because if I like mm -hmm. the story, I'm going to go buy it as an actual mm -hmm. book. Yeah. So I'll ask you, since you're, it's your technically first appearance doing this, how did you get into all this stuff actually? Well, so what had happened is that I was always really into superhero stuff per se, because I had seen mm -hmm. like the Christopher Reeves movie, the Michael mm -hmm. Keaton movies. So I was aware but from a normie perspective. And, and that's why in a lot of my content, I talk about the normie perspective because that was me for so long. So when it happened, and this went on for like a couple of years. 
then at some point I started watching all the DC animated shows like Justice League, Justice mm-hmm. League Unlimited, Batman. Then 2020, I didn't really have anything to do. I wanted to form a podcast and the Snyder Cut got announced. So I was like, and I was FaceTiming a buddy of mine and I was like, okay, so this is what I could do. So I started reading through all my old, all my old books. And then I just started expanding the, the collection, expanding the channel. And I got to be honest with you, it took like a, like a year or two for the channel to actually get, get any traction. Like we just got um, monetized on YouTube. Yeah. It takes a bit of time. Like it I told you back then it's, it's going to take a bit of time. Anyone that's saying that you could just do it by all these random means or just talking out their ass. Anyone no. that doesn't do it is talking out their ass. I told people, there's nothing wrong with having the viewer perspective. Like, like you said, but once you actually start doing it, all of what you thought before is kind of nope. just irrelevant. Mm-mm. Like no, you be- can implement some things, you can, mm-hmm. but the way that people speak about it is so disingenuous. Like, you're like I know you're full of shit. Like, what? There, there are some <laughs> things they tell me, and I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. You start hearing how you really thought as a beard, and you're like, man, I was really stupid, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, just the aspect of talking cohesively in a video is a skill itself. Mm-hmm. Just that alone. Oh, just. Uh- I actually had an occasion. I pissed people off with a video I did because for those of you that, that haven't watched my content before, you know my least favorite DC character is Lois Lane because oh. I find her to be annoying as hell. So I published a video called Lois Lane is Useless, Change My Mind. <laughs> and uh, I got people tell me to go F myself. I got like so much hate on Twitter. And I was like, thank you for proving my point. Because here's what you have to say about the Superman fan base specifically. If you change any detail whatsoever to the point where if you take out the trunks, they'll act like it's not Superman mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is a minor detail. I didn't say get rid of her, period. I just said don't have the marriage because that because she doesn't work with Superman. Put him with Wonder Woman. That's much mm-hmm. easier. It's much better. So how did you just expand your comic book collection? You just spent a lot of money, Am- generally. First it was Amazon, then it was Barnes & Noble, because uh, Barnes & Noble would always have these buy two, get one free graphic novel deals. Yours did. Yeah. Oh, mine's, mine never had any sort of deals like that. Mine, yeah. you, you pay the price individually. Piece yeah, so uh, so I, I use that to like significantly expand. And mm-hmm. then I found a couple of comic book stores near me that I just go to every month, and uh, I, I just stop. I, I, I buy in bulk. Like I show up there and I spend like three hundred dollars on comic books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For me, every week I spend. That's kind of the only thing I buy now is just books, comic, comic books. Every week, you know. Did right this week coming up? There's. I, I'm pretty sure you know this. There's a uh, Shazam's newest story, Dawn of and Dawn of DC. That's coming up. Shazam. I will uh, say, Gods and Something issue number four coming out. This, this was really good. I've not heard that much good things about that. It's yet. a little heavy-handed at part at, at parts because what you have to say about Tom King, he gets heavy-handed at certain parts when he's writing a comic book. But mm. the overall idea, because here's the thing: Wonder Woman has been in the gutter recently in terms of of talent, which is sad because she's like w- one of the three most mm-hmm. important DC superheroes. But they haven't given her a lot of great writers. But this is a massive improvement. <laughs> Yeah, I the the reviews were what you said. Tom King, Tom King goes a little goes a little, you know, uh, whammin yeah. infested, and it's like, like uh, that's why whenever I because I go on League League of Comics to see what's mm-hmm. coming out, and I, I usually dig 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 the writers the step. Anytime he's on there, I'm like, freak! I don't know if like if I should trust this. So that guy could be so just invested in saying some shit that would like ruin the character, but it's like. If he's the next best option you have, it's like Wonder Woman hasn't had talented writers, I don't think, for a long, for a hot minute. D- DC, DC has a couple. They have Fel Kenny Johnson. They have Joshua Williamson. Grant Morrison has not been writing a DC comic in a long time, which I'm sad because he's awesome. Grant Morrison is amazing. Yeah. When you, know you can actually that? understand what he's writing. <laughs> You know what's crazy is that's the reason why the sales for the stuff aren't that good. I had plenty of people because you. I don't know if you're a fan of sports or anything, but if you don't have main players to gravitate to people, like there, there's a reason why people gravitate to like LeBron James and all those bigger mm-hmm. people. They're, they're, they're a natural draw. There's no like real natural draw for these books anymore. Like your biggest thing is Tom King. Like he's he's 
very hit or miss. You know, they, they have a bunch of like second string people that they're trying to make their main players, but they just don't have the draw and they don't have the talent either. No, because what DC did is that they alienated a lot of their top talent. Like you don't see Jeff Johns, you don't see Grant Morrison, you don't see uh, the, the only Tom one McFar- what Tom, There's no reason why Todd McFarlane should not be writing books now. No way. But he he's kinda, like he, he's writing some stuff for Spawn. He but. still dips in Spawn. Yeah, you're right. But he he's more like I can't make money in this because you can't really ever make money in this. I'm just gonna start selling toys. Jeff Johns he does stuff based around like the Justice Society, which has a book every now and again. Like they don't even have like bi monthly issues. It's more like every other couple of months. He has this new one coming out this I think next week. This is like the sort of like golden age or whatever mm-hmm. for DC. I read like an issue of it. It's not, it's not my thing. I miss when Jeff Jones yeah. was like writing Green Lantern or something like that, because uh, there's a group Green Lantern series out. There is that. I, that I have is a few really issues. good. That is yeah. really good. Yeah. For me, I have Green Lantern and Green Arrow stuff. I have to get issue numbers four for both of them, but the cover mm-hmm. art of Brave and Bold and Back Together. So can you explain this to me? Maybe I'm wrong. I have the newest Flash issue number one that came out. Which features Wally West, but Barry Allen is in Green Lantern issue number four. So did, isn't Barry gone right now? Right? I I honestly don't know. I haven't read fl- uh, any of the new Flash, but as far as I know, that uh, Wally's on the Teen Titans and B- Barry's mm-hmm. on on just general here because there are no Justice League right now. There isn't. Yeah, there. There's so many. There's so much stuff out, dude. Like I, I was trying mm-hmm. to navigate through all this Batman stuff, so I got. So right now I have Batman Brave and the Bold. I have Batman mm-hmm. and Robin. I recently bought a Detective Comics issue, which really amazing artwork, honestly, on it. I forgot what oh, part yeah. of the series I'm even in. And then you also have the DC mm-hmm. Black Label, but they don't really tell you this. DC Black Label is mostly just one-off, non, basically well, one-off, non-canon Batman stories. They don't really ever tell you that. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. But they were going to do more of it, but then they had a picture of Batman's penis in a comic book, and that, and that like, tanked that. But... It, the book that's infuriating me right now is Gotham mm-hmm. War because you have oh, I the saw Bat the panel, family I checking out that trash. No, no, way. it's, it's stupid good. because you have the Bat family siding with Catwoman against Batman. They're allowing crime, minor crimes to happen. MSK, mm-hmm. it's because th- their logic is if we allow like only only small petty crime like B and E's or so or so, something like that. And we stop the major crime, it will lead to a decrease in crime. And I'm like, that's not how it works. And second off, why is Nightwing fighting Batman? That makes no sense. Oh, Lord. Uh there's a reason why I saw panels of that, and I was like, I'm good. Nope, yeah, not trying that I'm trash. A, I'm nope. A, I got that's a couple of asking to waste my money. I got a couple of issues for free for Batman Day, but that's it. That is mm. it. One that I thought recently, I, I just got it in today from the mail. Was Wolverine versus Punisher? I know they got that in the mail. I cannot wait to read that. That just looks cool as fuck as a concept. You mean Wolverine versus Predator? Yeah, Wolverine versus Predator. Yes. Got it in today. Yeah, like that's fan service. Now that's some fan service. I can what I hear with. about it, the idea is that they retcon that the the Predator's been hunting Wolverine his entire existence. Oh my lord! Well, and I'm like, it, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, because this week coming out, I, I have to get Shazam issue number four and the new Transformers number one. Hopefully, oh, that looks we're not so hear about, good. We're not gonna hear about if I, if I hear if I see a robot talking about their pronouns, I'm about to I'm I'm literally gonna go on video and rip that book up and burn it. I'm literally not joking, people. If I hear some dog shit like that, these stuff I'm paying my hard-earned money for, I'm burning it to the ground. I don't I don't care. think they will, but the other book that I'm really excited for is Justice mm-hmm. League versus Godzilla and King Kong. When's that coming out? It comes out October, so so it should be this month. And I'm like, yes. My question is, see, that's a good concept. I like that kind of fan service. That's there's a Jim Lee cover where it's Batman Mm. in a Pacific Rim mech punching Godzilla in the face. Oh my god. My question is, what is Godzilla going to do against Superman? Someone just makes him his bitch. That's all he does. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, like, it's Superman. Godzilla doesn't have magic. I I know there's gonna be some bullshit like this because people know Godzilla but gets his powers mostly through radiation. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be oh no, he's gonna ingest kryptonite. He probably he might actually be around kryptonite. Oh god, that would have to be the only they'll way. They'll make it where like so someone irradiated him with kryptonite radiation. That's what they'll do, and that's that'll be total BS. Because if it was just because I remember they had Justice League versus Power Rangers, that was a concept. Like little fan service that like cool. that is fine. That's a cool thing, right? 
And then I read Power Rangers versus Godzilla, and that was great. (laughs) What? Technically, it's another monster to them, but Mm -hmm. he actually just murdered them and attacked to death. That's what it is. So, yeah, the other stuff coming out, man, it's just. I don't hate buying comic books. I don't like. I, I like doing it. My issue here is, you know, people talk about the pricing point of it. The issue mm-hmm. here, it's not really the price, and I, I feel like they charge way too low for this stuff in general. Because forty-page book, six dollars, the profit margin would be super small on that. It's just people got mad at the at, at the price because the quality of the stories aren't good, and the quality That's of the paper bad. is not good. It's bad. Lot, yeah, like with Marvel, it's toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And That's it's, true. Yeah. Add on to the fact that they keep doing, uh, th- 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 like you said, subpar storylines. People aren't going to want to pay for that. Plus the fact whenever they have mm-hmm. events or something like that, they have 8,000 tie-ins that have essential imp- important information. And you expect me to buy that in addition to all my other books. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Just recently um, with Spider-Man Strange Academy, issue number one dropping this week, you'd have to read Moon Knight to even know where this is starting from. This is an issue number one. Starting from someone else's story. This is so stupid, right? And then you have all all this this like Gotham War stuff you said, but then they have like Gotham War. You have this like prelude to it. So your Gotham War is I don't know if it's finished yet, but they're having all this prelude stuff coming out for it. What? Why not just have the stuff before to set up a, a big event before? But then you're going to do backstory stuff on individual characters mm-hmm. before the actual war. Oh, my brain. I can't handle this. Sometimes. Well, here's a story for you. So mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, Marvel did an event called King in Black. It's where the god of mm-hmm. the symbiotes invades. Literally every Marvel book had a tie-in. Mm-hmm. And to give you an idea, I believe Marvel publishes like close to 80 books per month. It's true. Yeah. So that's a lot of tie-ins. It's a lot, it's a lot of stuff. And two effects are in. People, mm-hmm. I, I don't really have a pull list. I have to, I don't have a comment mm-hmm. from around me, so I just want eBay and buy the newest stuff from the sellers that I buy from. But factoring people, pull list, how much money that's going to be, just like five titles alone is going to be 40, 50 something bucks. I have I way imagine. too much on my pull list. <laughs> right? Just factor that yeah. in. I like you're having all this money being invested somewhat by people that are still here that still mm-hmm. buy this stuff. Not only mm-hmm. are you giving them subpar storylines, but you have to factor in prices of things have exponentially increased. And yeah, like like, like I told you before, they did increase the page count. Before it was, it was a standard page count for mm-hmm. books with like 28 pages, whatever, if you're going to just straight flop. You know, they increased the page count, but what's the point of increasing the page count if the stories aren't good? Yeah. You know? Why would I want more, more crap? Yeah. It's uh, – I've also – not everything is bad because that's just mm-hmm. not possible that everything a is bad. A lot of it is actually – a lot of it on the DC side is actually pretty good. But yeah, and like it's mostly just on the bigger characters having bad stuff. I've heard great things about Peacemaker because Professor Hayton he did this stuff too. I can't stand things about that too. I can't stand Peacemaker. I forgot you. you Ever you, you since that show, him. I can't stand of it. But uh, <laughs> Superman's good. Batman yes. is okay. <laughs> Wonder Woman's off to a good start. Green Lantern is excellent. Do you like I Green Arrow? I haven't read Green Arrow. I haven't read Flash yet. Steelworks. Steelworks is really good. Okay, that's really good. That's a bunch of John Henry uh, Iron Steel, and Action Comics is pretty good. And so is de- a lot, like you said, de- Detective. So there's a lot of really good stuff. It's just is being drowned out by the bad stuff. You know, what I've also seen is a lot of things are being dragged out in a way where it's like these storylines could wrap up in like four issues, yes, but they stretch yes. everything out because mm-hmm. they, they want the money. They want that they, money. They know that if they don't stretch this out, because this is like their revenue stream for people for along a loss leading point of view. You know that, right? So mm-hmm. it's more like they're stretching out a, a, a five issue story and 10 issues to squeeze whatever last bit of pennies they can out of people that are still buying this stuff. And they can only do that in Batman, Spider-Man, Superman, like you said, because that you can't do that for like Shazam. You know, you can't do that no, for Batman. because people, you only people do that will for check Batman. out. Dude, the, there's no the reason jokes... why you should have Detective Comics, mm-hmm. Batman and Robin, Batman Brave and the Bold, Batman stuff for Gotham War, Prelude stuff to well, Gotham Well, dude, War. the the joke in the comic book community is that if DC all of a sudden stopped publishing Batman titles, comic book st- stores were shut down because they published <laughs> that much Batman. Most of it is Batman. Uh, but, but I, I will say Mark mm-hmm. Wade is a he's a crazy oh, yeah. leftist idiot. But his artwork he's a good writer. His artwork and writing is pretty pretty solid. I have to give mm-hmm. him that actually. Kingdom Those... Come, baby. That that's him and Alex Ross. Oh, I remember forget. They are but you mentioned Kingdom Come. 
people who are reading World's Finest, they're revisiting the Kingdom Come world sure they come are. this week, I think. Or is it next week, actually? Yeah, I'm just like, okay, that, that said, tell me you're out of ideas without telling me you're out of ideas. The minute you have to start revisiting something, th that Ooh. immediately screams to me you're out of ideas. Yeah, I, I kid you not, guys. The, the One of the famous DC stories ever of all time, Kingdom Come, is getting revisited. Most gorgeous in book finest. of all time. Yeah, try and buy that book in a hardcover. That's just about to cost you some bread. I got it. How much did you pay for it? 20 bucks from Barnes & Noble. Fuck. I need to go there immediately. <laughs> it's not that, it wasn't that Shut up and take like my this. money. But keep in mind about that. A story that's really as popular is that everyone knows that story to a certain extent. Yeah. Everyone, you know it or you have heard of it. Or you've seen that artwork. Everyone's mm -hmm. seen that artwork. It, you it know who so Alex good. Ross is. Mm -hmm. Oh, forgot for, for Batman. Batman the Animated Series is going on in comic book form and they still have Batman the Adventures Continue. That that whole universe is great up until the point you remember that one of the head writers wanted Batman to be in love with Batgirl. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Like, they, they have Paul Dini on there, you know, but still. Paul Dini's the good one. Bruce Timm is the one that, that that keeps trying to have Batman pair it off with. Uh, he basically wants Batman with every every woman in the DC universe. So, so they're they're billing this as the season. This is the series finale of Batman the Animated. Sure, it it is. Adventures continue. Yeah, I was like, yeah, sure it is. If that sure book, I'm if it's sure popular, one, they'll continue it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm pretty sure if this is one of the fewest books that do sell with them very well, there's no way this is going to be a series finale. Absolutely not. No, I'm waiting DC for needs some needs some sales right about now. I'm waiting for this to be in the trade paperback form where I can get all the issues at once because then I'll I'll get it because I have the paperbacks for the other two stuff actually but well, you are a huge fan of mm -hmm. Zack Snyder so how did you get into being a, a fan of Zack Snyder what was your first it was movie my mom watching? actually she showed me 300 for the first time and I was like oh this mm -hmm. is dope and then by the way after rating the comic 300 again panel to screen like mm -hmm. flawless recreation so at, at that point I think I, I saw Watchmen after that and then I saw Man of Steel and at the time I was not a Superman fan. I thought he was kind of lame. Then, and Zach will tell you this, his goal was to like break down these characters so you so you understand them into the fundamental core. Once you get that, I'll build them back up. That worked for me. And then I was like, okay, I get why this guy is so special because you no matter what, and, th and this carries on through BVS, you can doubt him, you can try and kill him, he will try and save you no matter what. And that's what we really got from Zach. Plus, say what you want about Zack Snyder's plots. His movies always look really good in terms of like the, the um of the visuals, the VFX. Mm -hmm. It's like there you go. And then the Snyder Cut happened. And I've seen that movie close to fifteen times now. You're insane. That movie's four. Literally, hours and, and I'm are, being serious about that. I've counted. You are literally insane. <laughs> what mm -hmm. do you think about BVS Ultimate Edition after all these years? Now, way better. Way, do not watch the the do not watch theatrical. Because they took out stuff that makes Superman look like an idiot. And by that, I mean the whole explanation about how he didn't see the bomb in the wheelchair because it was lined with lead. They took the, the lined with lead part out. So I'm like, so it looks like Superman just didn't see it. So I was having a debate with someone about Zack Snyder and we were talking about BVS. And I said, well, well, the, the, well the, this happened. Then this happened. She's like, Jared, that wasn't in the movie. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And then, and then I went, what edition of the movie did you watch? And she goes, <laughs> I watched the theatrical version. I'm like, that explains it. <laughs> then, because uh, around that time period, were you watching these as they came out in theaters or you just retroactively watched them through like VOD? The last one I watched as they came in in theaters of Zack's movies was BVS. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you watched, after you watched David, Warner Brothers' version of what Suicide Squad yes, is. Yes, I, I saw that. <laughs> I don't hate the, the theatrical cut of Suicide Squad. I'm more interested nice. in seeing the Ayer cut. That, that's for sure, because I mm -hmm. feel like every director should at least have their opportunity to have the director's cut up there. Plus, when you have streaming, just dump mm -hmm. it on streaming. It's practically right. done, so just dump it on there. And mm -hmm. then with the Snyder cut, the thing about that movie is, the funny part mm -hmm. about it, it feels like two hours, so it doesn't feel like a four-hour movie. That, that, mm -hmm. that, that's why I can have it on for so long. Plus, he crams so much DC lore into there. So as a DC lore head like I am, I'm like, I know what that is. I know what that is. I know what that is. 
Mm -hmm. So you watched Wonder Woman in theaters, right? Yes, they did. Yeah, honestly, one was we had a great. huge crowd. I remember when I watched, we had a huge crowd. The movie turned out great because you know, given and I, I know you like Zack Snyder's stuff, but you know, given DC's reception at the time, it was really bad. You know, well, like, actually, and to see, and see the movie come out and do what it did, I loved it. Yeah, there's a lot of revisionist history about the Snyder movies. Like Man of Steel was not considered a flop when it came out, and BVS made close to a billion dollars with the theatrical cut, mind you. It made mm -hmm. over $800 million. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I just want to establish that. But yeah, the, the reason why I like and I like that is because my three favorite DC superheroes are Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. So to see them in a movie interacting, I was like, okay, this is dope. And then to have Wonder Woman have her own movie for the first time and it to be good, that's the key part, for it yeah. to be good. And then Aquaman came out and I dug Aquaman. Yeah. Oh, uh, before that, we had Joss Whedon's Justice League, you know, the best super movie ever made, obviously, you know. <laughs> so what we did on my channel is for April Fool's, we had to positively review something we hated. So I had to positive, positively review the Whedon cut, mm -hmm. and that nearly broke my soul. You know what? I always tell people the only thing I liked about that movie was the ending of it. And people are going to think it's kind of funny because you like the ending of the movie. No, I thought the ending... That's a genuinely well put together, but that, that ending only works if the universe wasn't what it was. You know, because like they go off and they and, and they disperse, and like she says, if you want to see a hero, you just have to look in the sky and Superman flies away. I think that's a genuinely not a bad ending overall. But, yeah, but the whole it's product not is compatible so with, with yeah. those versions of the movie. Right, and, right. And yeah, that's, that's the problem. That's the thing yeah. about, about that's why the the Snyder cut ending was be, was better, at least in my opinion, because it's it's Victor's father saying no. Go be a hero now. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the one thing I liked about that movie in general. I was like, man, I, I actually generally enjoyed that ending. But I had a whole plot of a whole plate of shit before I could get to that. That's terrible. That movie is bad. Like that Josh Whedon versus that guy. That, thing, that movie is bad. I can't believe people were actually saying. I remember people, you know, back back in the day, a few years back on YouTube, they were giving like these letter grades. They gave that movie a shit shot people a B, which would put it in like an eight. Because you know range. what, MSK, this is what you have to understand about, about the, those people in the DC fan base. They live perpetually in the period of comics where everything was like hunky-dory and all happy <laughs> and everything like that. They, In other words, I say this on my show all the time, they want DC to be the way it was when they were kids, not the mm -hmm. way it is now. Because mm -hmm. DC is very, DC is dark as hell. Mm -hmm. it's, it has its positive mo moments, don't get me wrong, but... Most of the stories are very dark stories, and you can't. And excuse me if Zach just picked up on that. Oh my goodness, what am I seeing on Twitter? I just stopped going on this website for at least some days, honestly. So mm -hmm. after Wonder Woman, we had you said Aquaman, you like that one. What I about like Shazam? That. Shazam, I dug. I, I, I like that one. That was fun, a particular character that I was not that familiar with at the time. So I was like, it's a new character, it's new fun. I didn't like the Superman uh, cameo where it's just his. Uh, anyone did, honestly. Yeah. No, I love that first Shazam. That's my favorite one. I love that movie. And seeing awesome. that sequel just, well, you know. I liked that, it. I thought it was pretty good. I I just couldn't get into it, man. Like, for, for me, it was first Ray, Ray, Rachel Zegler, like, is not the worst thing about the movie. The problem here is like, I, villains that they just create on their own just don't hit sometimes, no. you know? I was sitting there going like, what is like, there's, it, it's a movie where Billy's not even a part of the movie. Like Billy Batson himself is not even part of the movie. It's just him being Shazam the whole time, you know? Yeah. Like if that was a Batman movie, would anyone accept that? Bruce Wayne not being a part of it basically at all? Like, and, and so they're going, what is, what is going on here? But as you mm -hmm. know, I like the first one, uh, Birds of Prey. Well, that's not a movie. Nope. So it's just no, no, no. That's just terrible fucking film. <laughs> what was after that? Oh, uh, 1984. <laughs> Actually, after that was the Snyder cut, I think. Yeah, yeah. After that, after that, yeah, it was the Snyder cut. Then which you had, was, which was very good, and then, and then 1984, which was a huge letdown. What else we have it there? Dude, oh, Black I, got, Adam. I got so excited when I saw the golden armor Wonder Woman. Yeah, from same here, yeah. And then they, and then, yeah, that movie happened. Black Adam, I dug. I really like Black Adam. After Black Adam, what, what, what else do we have? I think it was Shazam. It was Shazam 2. And then yeah. James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which I, I'm not the biggest fan of because mm. I hate, I don't like really, really rough and coarse humor in superhero stuff. It just doesn't work for me. After that, 
Oh yeah, I forgot that was the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, it's nope. I love the Flash character. I like parts of it. Well, let me put it this way: I like parts of it. Yeah, and the parts aren't really to do with Barry either. That's no, it's mostly to do with Batman, as a matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> and Affleck was like the best part of that movie, practically. It was crazy, dude. Like people will people shit on like Grant Gustin for losing his powers every season. They literally in a Flash movie, he knew that was gonna happen. He literally knew it was gonna happen that way, and he still lost his powers. And I'm like, okay, that has to be for plot reasons, because that he's no one's that stupid. Like, mm-hmm. It was an awful movie. You know, I I can get why it bombed. It, it wasn't good. It was I, and. I, I guess it would have been better had James Gunn not said, hey, we're going to reboot everything, so these movies don't even matter anymore. Because, <laughs> like, I told people, even if you don't like or hate a movie, that, that won't have an effect on its box office only if, like, it's so bad people just don't go. What I told people was, was my theory, the, the, the audience itself, given the last DC movies, they've just kind of just given up on the brand. Even before James Gunn announced the reboot, a DC movie hasn't grossed over 400 million since Aquaman. Not counting Joker and the Batman. That's if those are different. Like, those are black label but, DC. But the thing is, that. like, as the head of DC Studios, he can't make statements like that. He has to try because what he doesn't realize, uh, and because people have come back at me and said, well, he didn't have anything to do with these movies, mm-hmm. or like, no one cares about these movies. They're all excited for his. First off, right. no one's excited for his movies. I haven't seen a single, I haven't seen. You're not excited for um, his Superman movie at all? Because I'm scared about him putting James Gunn humor in a Superman movie. Oh, okay, yeah. He I can't help himself. Mm-hmm. So, I think stuff mm-hmm. with his plans work. It, 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 it's a half and half thing. Because you know how people always say, well, DC only focuses on Batman, Superman, and Wonder, Wonder Woman, and they're just Because people. those are the characters that actually sell. That's, the, that's the, the thing. Also, those are your main players. Those are like well, your LeBron James or thing. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. People always talk about that DC should do what Marvel did. And, and and then whenever anyone brings up James Gunn, they talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. He made those characters super big. And I'm like, the reason why mm-hmm. that movie was even authorized is because they established who their main players were. Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, and to mm-hmm. a lesser degree, Hulk. And then you can make the risk of doing Guardians because then people could say, okay, it's a, it's a Marvel movie. I'm going to have a good time. DC mm-hmm. has never had that. That's why what they should have done after Justice League is put a Superman movie with Henry Cavill and just do Man of Steel 2. It doesn't have to be directed by Zack Snyder. Just do, just put, put a Superman movie in there and start reestablishing who, who these main players are. And unfortunately, James Gunn's first project, Creature Commandos. Isn't that good? Yeah, that's going to be the animated thing on uh, Max, right? But it's the right? first project. And then he's like, okay, so, so, so then Superman. Okay, you got that. Then the authority. In other words, it's too many obscure characters right now for where we are in the dc brand it, yeah like that's the only problem i really had with his announcement is he's giving you a mixture of hey we'll give you some more of these obscure underrated character as well as some big players but i always tell people hey you can lure in the obscure character angle if your big players are doing good or have like, them cameo in the big player movie like you, you can right, have yeah. a booster gold show up and, but the problem the problem is also okay so paradise lost so you have a Wonder Woman project without Wonder Woman. Thanks. Good job. But, but, yeah, that's going to be really exciting. Is, the thing is the, the, <laughs> I always say this, the, the general audience yeah. is not going to know that it's a reboot. Oh, they know that. No, people, general audience are dumb. I want to go, go see the creator, which I'll do, I'm going to do a movie run very soon. The people that went in there and bought tickets for Saw 10 didn't even know it was coming out until they saw a trailer for it on their phone on like Twitter or Instagram mm-hmm. or Facebook. People drones are. I'm not saying they're stupid. That's kind of mean, but like they are not in the know as people would like to believe. When a new Superman movie comes out, I guarantee them people. Oh my god, I didn't know they're doing another one. I guarantee it's gonna happen. Or people are gonna be like, why isn't Henry Cavill playing Superman? Oh lord, yeah. You have those long discussions with your friends in theaters. Like, wait, he's not here. No, he got fired. Wow, he, you know, reasons. <laughs> That's how you chalk yeah. it up to. It's just reasons, you know. And to be fair, people, that wasn't even James Gunn's fault. That. No, look and Pamela Abbey's well, well, actually, fault. the firing part kind of was because he saw the positive re- reception that him co- that J- that Henry Cavill announcing his return got. He could have said, "Okay, you know what? I'll fit you into my Superman plans. I'll rework it so it's more like you." Because how many Superman origin movies have we gotten? Really, so many. So at this point, just do one late late in his career. And then, and then you know what he would have done? He would have, he wouldn't have frightened off so many people. And 
I think Henry Henry Cavill got screwed over not not just by by the Rock, mm-hmm. Michael DeLuca and Pamela Abbey. If they're gonna sign him, he needs to be. Who forget? This Henry Cavill's fault too. And I this one thing I love I love it at my criticism. Why didn't he sign a contract? Who forget? He literally didn't sign a contract. They told him he's Superman. He has no contract. They told him to announce it too. Yeah, without a contract. And you're thinking to yourself like like I think he knows better than that. This is mm-hmm. a company that's already kind of like screwed him over on many things. He's not going to get this in writing. And even if they're not going to use him, they could have bought him out of his contract because, you know, if they want, if they don't want to use him as Superman, they just buy him out of his contract. He gets a shitload of money from it. The Rock screws him over. Michael DeLuca, Pamela Abbey screw him over. He looks like an idiot announcing he's Superman. No contract just to boost Black Adam's numbers, which don't happen. And then he's not Superman anyway. And it's like, what kind of shit show? That's like when David Zaza took over, I was like, they needed to be taken over. These people are all idiots. All people are stupid. Start and over. That's why. I, that's the other reason why I'm not excited for any of these movies. Because I know the minute that, because I've seen Warner Brothers operate, you, you could say different regime, but no, I'm sorry. I've seen the way Warner Brothers operates. If they have one piece of failure for DC, they will just pull the plug. I, I've seen how Warner Brothers operates. Uh, and since it's James Gunn, it might not be, be, be as drastic as it was before. It'll be like, hey, we're not, this project is canceled. That's, hey, pull, <laughs> hey, cancel all the obscures and let's just hammer in with the characters people care about. Like, I, I could, well, I don't hate Swamp Thing. I've just mm. never been, the show was good in his character. I've just never been a person that's naturally gravitated to his character, nor really Booster Gold. But I'm, I'm not saying I'm not going to give You can make them work, but don't give them individual projects. Have them show... Hell, the entire J- Justice League is practically in Superman at this point. Just put them in the Superman movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, isn't, aren't they going to use... Which Green Lantern? They use Kyle Guy Gardner. Or Guy Gardner, yeah. So some people say... There, there's some weird, weird criticism with that. They're like, well, where's Hal Jordan? Like, he, he did actually announce... He's in the he's Green Lantern pro- project, first off. Yeah. In a stroke of genius, and I mean this sincerely... It's it's a Green Lantern project that's a buddy cop with him and and John Stewart and I'm like, yeah. oh yes, thank you. That don't sound bad. It's no. some of his ideas don't sound the like bad. It's just I'm skeptical on why are we choosing obscure characters in the first chapter. Because he James Gunn. That's why he, he did also say this is not the. F- he did say I mean maybe he might change this, but he did originally say in that video that this wasn't the full um slate that was there sure sure uh, uh sure. that only apply sure when we see the stuff sure <laughs> it is sure it is james gunn i'm sure it's just this is what i i could think of right now before i change my mind again the dude oh, keeps so changing his mind what do you think about Zack snyder doing a uh, rebel moon because we saw the trailer for looks that did you awesome. like it looks mm-hmm. awesome it looks like a better version of star wars because star wars has been going down the crapper although i did like ahsoka so far, oh, dude, I'm not, I'm good. After seeing Obi Wan, I was no, I'm good for a I while. Mean, I, I was okay. in to see like Hayden in the Clone Wars armor and like mm-hmm. and uh, Captain Rex. There's certain parts of it I want to see, but for, for Rebel Moon, I'm like, oh hell yeah, I'm down for this. Let's do it, right? And I told people it's actually a blessing in disguise because even when that story got announced that it was a rejected Star Wars script, well, first of all, Disney has no one in, from Disney's camp should be talking about a good Star Wars script. Okay, that. That should mm-hmm. be sailed many years ago. Mm-hmm. Then people always will say, "Hey, we should have some different stuff than like the biggest players." Well, I'm not. I don't think I hate Zack Snyder in general as a person. I don't like some of his stuff, but I'm gonna check out his. I'll check it out. I'll check out Rebel Moon. Why not? It's something mm-hmm. different that people keep saying they love, even though they claim they do. You know, but they never support him. It's crazy how the, these random movies will come out, dude. Different directors, not super, not superhero related stuff, and no one supports them. Just virtue signaling garbage out of people's mouths well, his movies do very well on streaming on mm-hmm. netflix because people watch them right i'll check it out you know it's mm-hmm. not going to be hammered down by whatever star wars bullshit disney was trying nope. to get him to do <laughs> he, he doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to be canon to anything exactly you know and it's a new franchise i i give it a chance i'll watch it mm-hmm. you know I, and that's good i think we need stuff like that out there we also, need new stuff at this point I, I know you're big on buying indie stuff too. So, which indie books have you gotten, actually? Uh, let's see. I've been getting into Spawn, if that counts. So, I I, I have one on the first omnibus for that. I got a lot lot of crowd 
funded books of people that, that, that have come on my channel. I'm even w w working on a project of my own. Okay. And, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've been playing, I've been reading a lot of, okay. So there's a series by Donnie Cates called crossover. And basically what it is, it's the idea with this comic book superheroes come into the real world. And like comic books become like the whole, essentially like there's a protest sign that says, pray the comic books away. So it essentially becomes, <laughs> if you're a comic book, you're essentially a pariah if you're a comic book fan. Right. Okay. There you go. I like so that. There's that. I read uh, Battle Chasers by Joe M uh, Matarere, which is essentially- I know someone who also likes Zack Snyder's like a lot like you do as well. Did you ever have Brett on your show? Brett Turner? No, I don't think so. You should have Brett on your show. He likes Zack Snyder mm -hmm. a lot too. He has his own crowdfunded book that just got done, essentially oh, yeah. funding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I recommend. Awesome guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, well, what else have you seen from this being? Because I don't. I've read on a lot of Iron Age people a lot like you have too, and what I notice is that I'm not saying it's disrespectful. I, I'm not people, but the way people look at creativity is like just one lane. Other avenues are fine. Just as long as they're written well in that person's style. Like if the person mm -hmm. is writing it well in that style, that's fine. Yeah. You know? But what I've noticed with these kind of people is, oh, it, it, if it's not this way, then it's like the worst thing ever. You know? And it's like. There's a certain amount of elitism that, that I have seen because one of my co-hosts is uh, deals with this all the time because he he's very much in the indie comic mm -hmm. writing scene. And the thing about it is, yeah, th there are a lot. If you don't have like super realistic art they they say well this art well this book is trash and i'm like mm -hmm. well that does I, if the writing's good and the art is passable or if the if the writing fits that i always say the the art has to fit the tone of the book it's like if you have a bloody gory book you should have bloody gory art mm -hmm. and if you have a cartoony book you should have cartoony art there you go. That's the way. That's the way it should work. But yeah, there was a certain amount of elitism in the uh, Iron Age community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and looking at the weird drama that has happened, it's mm -hmm. so cringe. It's you know, it's people just forcing random drama over stuff that these are issues that no one cares about. It's like if you go to a store and someone buys like some M and M's for like three bucks, you're like, man, I really hate the yellow wrapping on that, and you're like. Honestly, who cares? Yeah. It's like that criticism where no one cared in general, by just by default, and it would bring up shit like that just to start drama. It's like you don't have to do that. Like what? Yeah, it's like how am I directly affecting your life by saying uh, by creating a book the way I want to create a book? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. By the way, do, do you know what I, I I am reading keeping up with is the Rapperverse. I'm enjoying those a lot. Oh yeah, I haven't got a chance to. I have it literally right here on my desk. I have been so busy, man. I've I have EVS stuff right here. I I bought wrestling bread stuff. stuff. I got um, Tyler drawing talks manga. The girl with the Meg Meg Megafist stuff looks mm -hmm. good for manga. Like I I will buy any any person's book. It's not really more like I won't buy it. It's more as if I'm not the biggest like crowdfunding supporter guy. Not, not because I don't want to. I kind of want to just buy the book and just get it. Yeah, you know, the way I normally do it is that if I'm a fan of the person's work, like EBS or Gabe El Taib, if, if I if I know their work, if if I have owned some of their work when they worked at DC, I'll back them because you know I know I'm getting a quality product no matter how long it gets, and that's the thing about my EBS, he always delivers a really good product. Mm -hmm. Right, and. I if he ever has hardcovers of Cyber Frog Tales out, I'll, I'll get it. It's, he does, but for me. Like with Eric stuff and EVS stuff and new stuff, I got a problem buying Marvel and DC or Image or those books, but I have no problem supporting someone else too. I like to have a, a wide, broad yeah. scope of the stuff that I, you know, to give you actually. an idea about this. So, like a couple of years ago, I started a show on, on, on my channel called Indie Wednesday where I just review indie comic books. And the thing is, is like, mm -hmm. I get access to all these other stories that I would never have. Uh, mm -hmm. have access to with Marvel because here's the thing about Marvel and DC to a certain degree it's the same story over and over again that's true yeah there is so a girl it's, out there if you get oh, new oh, stuff, oh, yeah. eventually I might have on at mm -hmm. some point hopefully she'll come on her her comic book is literally just boobs <laughs> that's it okay boobs boobs issue number one I was like 
That's out. But, but that, that thing that you said earlier is you wouldn't get access to that kind of a story mm-hmm. from a mainstream publisher. No, you wouldn't. You just wouldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like, too, is I could also buy the, 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 the big people's stuff. You know, it's characters I grew up with all my whole life. You know, I mean, I like the direction they go in sometimes, but that's why you get to pick and choose. That's why the, you're that's why I get a, 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 a that's why I mostly buy back issues. Because that way I can get all the good stuff. It's like over here, I got like a bunch of really mm-hmm. cool stuff. I got, I got aliens comics now because I started get, getting really into aliens and predators. Superman, okay. Superman versus alien. There was this cool scene where he gets an alien inside him, and the the chestburster is trying to come out, but he's Superman, so it doesn't get it breaks its neck trying to get out. I love the Batman versus Predator story. That was yes. really good. That was Dude. really good. Yeah. The, the other one that I read is Batman Spawn. That is dope. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I read Wonder Woman Conan is actually pretty, really good. See, that's a concept that's cool. Wonder Woman versus Conan. That's a cool yeah. concept in general. They're, yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's like, there's that. There's, they, they even had this bullshit story called jla predators where the predators w- were actually created by another race to copy the powers of the justice league it, it was oh. really stupid it was really I, stupid. The, there was one where i thought it was a really cool concept where the predators were studying superman and they somehow figured out his connection to the sun so when they captured him and brought him on their ship was made in a way where it didn't have the sun come in where mm. so he doesn't get his powers i thought those, those are predators i was like okay that's a nice concept there. I like That's that. That's a great one. I love that. Can't Superman's not, plays nothing without his powers, honestly. But the thing is, Superman's not really a fighter like Batman. Is he? He, he him that's fighting without his powers. That's why, that's why. That's BVS was coming out. I called that that Batman was going to defeat Superman because ultimately you can't beat Batman's mind. Oh, the last thing I'll ask before I head out in about I got about like twenty minutes work before I go to my next person. Power Rangers stuff, right? So I haven't seen Cosmic Fury yet. But what was your initial reaction when uh, Jason David Frank passed away? Oh man, it's because I've I grew up on Power Rangers, and again, mm-hmm. he he was like in practically every series, so <laughs> it was kind of like it's it's it was kind of like losing Kevin Conroy in that it's like mm-hmm. someone you grew up with. It's like I consider in some way an old friend passing away uh, but the here's the one silver lining about these people they have a, essentially achieved immortality they will live on through all of these projects that they have been a part of mm-hmm. throughout time so i'm like yeah he's gone now but i can always go watch power rangers and just hang out with with tommy yeah i just it just kind of sucks when you hear about potentially what happened and you're like damn people is Biggest him still go through a lot of horrible shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you look at how the fan base is for Power Rangers. I feel like Power Rangers fans have always just generally been pretty tamed. They could get one of the worst series ever and just like, cool. That's, yeah. Like, what? Like, it's not, not a lot of fan bases are like that. Process. It's not a complicated yeah. IT, though. <laughs> like, I think the backlash got really big for Megaforce, but people are saying Megaforce was extremely so bad. Like, it, if it didn't get backlash, I'd be surprised how bad. Like, I myself would have been surprised, honestly. It was terrible. The yeah. terrible thing they did to that storyline. What I did watch, what was the one where the Mighty Morphin Blue Ranger came back? Isn't that the Cosmic Fury one? No, that's the one. It, it was the special before that one. Oh, oh, Once a Ranger. That I watched. That was good. I like okay. that one. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, what else are you watching? Now, well, outside of this that stuff, like horror movies, it's October. You, you got any horror movies you're going to be watching, actually? Well, for movie night on my channel, we're covering, number one, Casper the Friendly Ghost. And then we're covering, uh, speaking of Batman, Batman the Doom that Came to Gotham. That's a fantastic movie. Then we're covering The Crow and then Ghostbusters. Mm. But uh, okay. so in, in terms of like TV shows I'm watching, I've been watching a lot of so Star Wars I've been watching what's what's some other stuff I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of this show called The Foundation, which is basically a very high, um, high concept fantasy sci-fi series that's kind of like Star Wars, only good. And I, ha- I have to put that addendum on there. And 
waiting for Loki to come out so I can watch that. Oh, you know what I did watch was Gen V, that, that series that's based on the boys. That was good. What else is out there? Suits. Apparently that's been hitting with a lot of people. What else is actually out there? There's Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. There's manga. And, are you watching any animes, actually? I've been watching... I've actually been... If Avatar The Last Airbender counts, yeah. But... Uh, Technically. I watched through... <laughs> I'm about to start the final season for Attack on Titan. Okay. That's good. So there is that. Yeah. Man, there's so much to do in the creative space, I told people. Yes, there there's is. There's so much avenues. I barely to have go any to. time, dude, because I, I'm recording yeah. daily now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same here, man. There's so much news that I'm behind on that I'm just buried in videos to come out. It's just uh, the creative process of getting all your thoughts out there, then consuming the product, then reviewing it, then putting a video out is it's a process. But I do enjoy it a lot, actually. That's I, why I, I don't that do, a, to do a lot of. Thing. That's why I don't do a lot of like actual reviews unless it's something big. I just save that for for, for my Friday news show. Yeah, because uh, how have you been able to navigate doing YouTube now? Because your channel has gotten pretty, like way bigger than what it was mm -hmm. before. So if there is any advice you could give to someone who's just starting out now that is what that was in your position, what would you tell them? Have passion. Because if you have passion for what you're doing, number one, you, you will endure the long times where it looks like you're not like growing or anything like that. And if you have passion – People will catch on to that and start to watch your your content because the number one thing that I see uh, on my stuff is that uh, my passion is contagious. Then not to toot mm -hmm. my own horn, but with, with the thing is, if you approach everything with your fullest and with passion, you will eventually grow. And I cannot stress this enough: collab, collab, collab. I was stuck at thirty-two subscribers um, in, in like couple of years ago and i started collabing look where i am now oh yeah collabing is also one of those things where it could go so bad but if, yeah. it, if you yeah. can make yourself if you can get friendly with someone be friends with them be cool with them and your audience can mesh up if you're smaller than that person that that's because people always look at collabs and go if i don't get a big boost from someone like what does it matter it's like if you get literally a single new person it was worth it because it's a single person that didn't know you before it's so worth, in my opinion. Yeah, know? it's like I got to collab w w with w w one of the largest comic ch channels on YouTube, Comic Explained. And all it was was that – and what people have to realize is that just have a normal conversation with the person. It's like with me and Rob, it was just us going back and forth talking about comics all day, kind of, kind of like what we did here. It's just mm -hmm. you're, you're talking to regular people. That's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, I remember you had Gale A. Taib that yes. follows you too. Yes, I yes. had. There was so I had like a stack of books like this big because I wanted <laughs> to have out like some stuff that I had that that he worked on. The stack was this big, mm -hmm. so I, I I had him on. I've had Joe M. Sontag on. I haven't. I've had, had him EVS on. I like on. Joe a lot. Yeah, yeah, Joe is great. I haven't had EVS on. I want to get EVS on. Um. Who else? Jeez. Um, There's been so much stuff. Been so much. I've had uh, – I, I actually um, collab all the time with the, the, the E-Scooper, Syl Abdul. We talk comics all the time. I got to talk to Syl. I haven't talked to Syl in a long time. I would love Pretty to talk cool to him again, honestly. Yeah. Cool you have a – I remember you put your show on Spotify, don't you? Actually. Yes. The premier podcast, Under Two Capes, is on all these podcasting platforms. Yeah, same here. That's what I realized is – if you want your show, also, if you have a podcast, to grow it, getting out there on bigger podcasting platforms, yeah, you might get buried in the algorithm, but at least if you can get some traction of followers that watch it consistently, you know, people need to just, this is what I tell people, dude, people need to stop looking at it from a numbers game. Just build mm -hmm. yourself. It, and if it doesn't happen where you get big, who cares? As long as you get a audience to watch you that like what you're doing, that's just matter more just fun, a number. That's the key thing. Yeah. The other thing is that don't worry about length. Because what I'm learning is that a lot of people just w want long stuff that they can put on w w while they do errands around the house and stuff. So the, uh, right, yeah. W one of my shows um, was uh, Max has gotten to like two and a half hours per episode. 
That's what I also said. If someone likes you enough, yeah. they'll watch your stuff the full time. If I have a YouTuber or a content creator that I want that I like and gen- and generally enjoy their stuff, I'll if they have a two plus hour video, I'll watch the whole thing. I just consume I work the whole from thing. Home and I and I just have a b- 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 a bunch of stuff on the background. Yeah, most people consume videos just through listening to them. That's what I told yeah. people. If your audio is good, it's a podcast. As as long as your audio, as long as you, the, it, it, because here's the thing. A lot of uh, webcams on computers are pretty decent, like the ones on the Mac. Yeah. And stuff. Uh, yeah. They're they're good enough. They get the job done. As long as you have maybe a good light and a good mic, you're good to go. Yeah. See, I, everyone always tries. I need, I need I need this and this. No, the only thing you should really focus on is obviously. I haven't seen before you get getting a channel. A lap, most laptops now are better than the ones that I had to yep. invest into when I, was, when I was going. But if you want to take that first step, I would say get a PC. That'll always get you much more advantages than a laptop. But there are really good laptops out there that are, that are really good. What you really should definitely focus on investing into if anyone's watching is a mic. If your yes. mic, that mic has to be good or headphones or, you know. Right there. Oh, you have a Blue Yeti with the thing. Yeah, yeah. I have one of these. Yeah. Yeah, invest in a good mic because if your sound's good, because it, it, particularly if you're going to do a long podcast, people are going to be listening to you for a long time. Yeah, that's the thing. And I, that's what I told people. If you sound like straight shit because you're talking out of some Walmart $10 listen. mic, <laughs> people will instantly click off. People are very uh, reactionary on certain things. If it doesn't sound good, they're instantly going to leave. And I told people yeah. that that's why for these kind of shows, like if someone randomly their internet craps out for like a good five minutes i have to and i have to scrap the episode because i'd rather do it just good the right way one mm-hmm. time through than having to do that you know because yeah. that's gonna break someone's concentration imagine you're watching something and that happens and again it's no one's fault it's just technical problems that happen but mm-hmm. want to make sure you're producing the best quality thing and if that requires me scrapping and doing it again i'll do it yeah that's you know the way it's gotta go that's, that, 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 that's the way the co- cookie crumbles <sighs> yeah Speaking of Skittles, they're making mustard flavored Skittles, and no, guys, I'm not buying what? that. This tastes like shit. That that what? would in theory, yeah, I'm not kidding. They're actually gonna do mustard flavored Skittles. Why? Because that's, that's not gonna taste like absolute dog shit. Why? Because there's freaks in the world, man. That's just how yes. it is. Yes. I can't stand people, MSK. I can't stand people at this point. I can't stand, people. I can't stand posers. That's one thing I can't understand. I can understand being a casual and you don't un- you just new to a medium. I fully get that. Mm-hmm. But I hate posers where they talk as if like they knew when stuff yes. was going on. When I you when you when you read their shit, you're like, you're just full of shit. Exactly. A lot of those YouTubers that claim to be like fans of like I got accused of not reading the comic books. So you know what I did? I sent them a picture of my shelf and went try again. And, it's, and the, the thing is, like, that's the new thing. They're like, oh, especially because I'm a Zack Snyder fan. They're like, okay, so if you're a Zack Snyder fan, you must not read the comics. <laughs> and I'm like, huh. no, I love I, just subtle insults people just throw out there these days. And I responded yeah. with, no, I just haven't read the same comics you have. That's yeah. that's what these people have to realize. This medium, these characters have existed for like seventy years. There's more than one version. Christopher Reeve is not the only version of Superman that has existed. You know, that's why, because that also goes into the thing I was talking about people earlier. I was on, on KDOT's show and the whole Black Panther thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I understand he did a really good job, but the character has to go on, even if it's versions you don't like. That's kind of how this goes. Even if people don't mm-hmm. like Henry Cavill or Tyler Holchelin or Dean Cain, the character itself in general, the entity itself has to move on. Yeah. So I don't get where nowadays people are like, no, you can't recast. That's that's a, just a terrible way of looking at things. No, nope, you can't. But legit MSK, when Man of Steel was coming out, there were people that wanted them to just face replace uh, and, and put Christopher Reeve's face on the, on mm-hmm. the actor. That's what I told people. It, the only way you have Henry Cavill is because you could recast. You wouldn't have Henry Cavill if DC was like, hey, we're just going to stop producing Superman stuff after Christopher mm-hmm. Reeve died. Mm-hmm. You don't get Ben Affleck's Batman. You don't get many of these other iterations of the characters that they've had if mm-hmm. you don't recast. I get it. People die and that sucks. And I get it. Some people don't work out on sets and they get fired or however that politically. That's just the way up. this works. That's just the way yeah. the, the, the business works. I'm not saying it's fair. I mean, we know Hollywood shit with, with, with the whole writer strike thing that ended up happening. Mm-hmm. But I don't want people to get into this mind. They're, they're, they're going to get into this mindset. It's people in general. But they will. It's this mindset where it's like, if that's the best option you have, no, it's, it's fine to keep that person around, but don't feel like you're obligated just to not ever change it 
if this person doesn't work out and or this person passes away. Yeah, exactly. Because you feel like no one can replace him. It's like you can be replaced, but you have to not have the so we can't have ever a Black Panther ever again because he just didn't exactly like, exactly what? exactly that was the b- b- biggest mistake they made. They should have recast T'Challa. Mm-hmm. They should I- they should have just done that. Pull the bandaid off. Still have the dedication to Chadwick. Obviously, just keep that in there. Mm-hmm recast because the character is more than one actor yeah and I, like you said earlier we can always go back back and rewatch his other movies too yeah. plus black panther as well and we're gonna wrap this up here because i gotta get to my uh, other one-on-one but it's nice talk, talking to you again you man too, it was great to have you on uh anything else you want to say before we head out and any other shout outs you want to get to anyone in particular if you guys are interested in indie comics on friday on both my, uh, my channel and the Phoenix Press. We are launching my friend's comic called Screecher. It's uh, pr- if, for, for those of you that are fans of Batman. It's a pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty interesting like uh, transition. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a pretty interesting uh, comic book concept. Yeah, I'm gonna have Phoenix on this week actually. Well, tomorrow mm-hmm. actually. Tomorrow mm-hmm. around four actually should be on. If if he's uh if he's one of those interesting fellas, then we're gonna be fighting in the streets. No, I'm just kidding. I saw him before. He's a funny. He's a great dude. He's a great dude. <laughs> I I told him, man, I'll, I'll say to him tomorrow, but comic book, comic book people in general, and not just getting money to do your books. It's hard in general. I don't know why people keep saying it's easy. Where is this? If it's this easy, fuck. I guess we're I'm all dealing with writer's block right about now for my stuff. So it's like, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we'll see you guys later. Have a great night, everyone. See you guys.